The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. And it's one of those mornings you kind of need a heads up on the snow. A Kirk Apfel, meteorologist at the National Weather Service, is joining us now on WBEN. A very wintry morning out there, Kirk. What's going on here? It is indeed. Um, we're going to get uh, two to three inches of snow early this morning. Uh, the good news is most of it is going to be on the early side. So once you get up about uh, six to seven, the snow, the accumulating snow, will start to be tapering down. The, da- the bad side is, of course, you know, there's still some snow on the roadway. You have to clean off the car and that sort of thing. Uh, definitely enough where you can clean off the car. Was this what we were expecting yesterday? I, I, or maybe we were all just so focused on 50 degrees and right that warm up for tomorrow and the weekend that we just kind of looked past what might be uh, falling this morning. Uh, yeah, the amounts are similar to what we were expecting yesterday. It's, uh, if anything, it's probably came a, an hour or two earlier, which in, in this case may have helped us out a little bit, just getting some of the heavier snow so it'll fall before most of us are driving in, with the exception of all of us, of course. Is this a general snow that all of western New York is receiving, and are there some pockets of heavier snow in some places? It's a combination of both. There's a general snow that's going to, most areas will get at least an inch, uh, but there's a a component of lake enhancement that's bringing a little bit uh, greater amounts to the Buffalo Metro. So we're uh, seeing it right now. It's pretty thick flakes falling around. Visibility is, you know, only so-so if you're driving on the roads. When should people expect this all to settle down, and does it melt before the end of the day because of some of the temperatures we're expecting? Uh, we should start to see some melting uh, today. The accumulating snow should uh, should end essentially uh, around daybreak, and then we're going to get up into the uh, upper 30s today. So you'll probably see some melting and improving conditions during the daytime. All right, Kirk, thank you for the update this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Kirk Apfel, meteorologist at the National Weather Service. You might be surprised to look outside and see the snow that you are. I, I think a lot of people were because typically – the drive-in to work, always plowed. Uh, roads are always yeah. clear, especially, you know, we're not talking about a ton of snow here. Was not the case this morning, uh, no matter where I was. It doesn't, any town, uh, you know, any highway department, doesn't matter where I was driving through, uh, that was the case. Same south of Buffalo on the 219, the throughway. Like, where where are the plows? Yeah. Um, so just something to be watching out for this morning. Maybe give yourself a couple minutes of a head start. It's 5.04 on WBEN. Authorities crediting responding officers with saving countless lives when a gunman opened fire at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, killing three people. Just before noon yesterday, the sheriff says students were gathering outside a building that houses UNLV's business school, playing games and eating food, when gunfire rang out inside the building. Local and campus police swarmed the scene, telling people to run, hide, fight. We're just going to hold up for a second. Video shows students scrambling to get away, many fleeing buildings with their hands up, others barricading themselves in classrooms. About 40 minutes after it began, two university detectives killed the suspect in a shootout outside the building. And continuing to follow that, survivors, meanwhile, of gun violence, victims, families, and lawmakers gathered at St. Mark's in Washington, D.C. for the 11th annual National Vigil for all victims of gun violence. Among those speaking... Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut. We are here heartbroken by the fact that we continue to need to assemble. But we also have to be here buoyed 
by the fact that this is no longer a leap of faith. We have built a movement that will sustain, that will continue to win, and we have proven that when we build that movement and when we win, we save lives. The vigil organized by the Newtown Action Alliance Foundation and held ahead of next Thursday's anniversary of the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Israel's military says it has surrounded the southern Gaza home of Yahya Simwar, who they call the mastermind behind the October 7th attacks. Chris Livesey is following from Jerusalem. Some 600,000 people have been told to evacuate, according to the United Nations human rights chief, who says life in southern Gaza has become apocalyptic. Samer Sukar, displaced for the fifth time, washes her baby, just 10 days old. What did she do to deserve being in a tent? I named her Innocence because she didn't do anything to deserve this. We'll have more of the latest throughout the morning of what exactly is going on in the Middle East. At last night's GOP primary debate, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy took aim at Nikki Haley, who's been rising in the polls. News Nation's Rashad Hudson reports. They attacked her recent endorsements from big money Wall Street donors. They make money in China. They are not going to let her be tough on China, and she will cave to the donors. Now you're a multimillionaire. That math does not add up. It adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. They're just yeah. jealous. They wish that they were supporting them, but I'm not going to sit there and do <laughs> Missing again tonight was the GOP frontrunner. Chris Christie slammed former President Trump. The fifth guy who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here. Former President Trump has called on the RNC to stop holding these debates altogether. It was the last scheduled Republican debate before the Iowa caucus. All right, and uh, we'll hear a little bit more from the debate throughout the morning on WBEM, where it's 5.08 right now. Holiday shopping might have gotten a bit easier or maybe more complicated depending on who you ask. WBEN's Brayton Wilson here with more on the new payment options that allow you to finance everything from a drone to a t-shirt. While navigating some online shopping sites this holiday season, one might notice a newer method of payment for items with Buy Now, Pay Later, a service that has already risen to record levels just over the past holiday shopping sales weekend. For those who may be unaware of Buy Now, Pay Later services, it is described as a short-term financing method that allows one to make purchases and pay for them in interest-free installments. We're talking about installment lending, basically. Companies like Affirm and Afterpay and Klarna, these companies often partner with retailers and they offer something like four interest-free payments over six weeks. That's a very common flavor. Although sometimes these plans last longer with or without interest, it's kind of a new twist on an old concept. It's almost like reverse layaway in some respects that you get the item now and you pay for it over time. That's Ted Rossman, Senior Industry Analyst at Bankrate. Rossman believes buy now, pay later is worth considering as a financial option in certain circumstances, but it's not always a great deal. While he feels many should think about specific terms, he adds these plans are typically easier to get than a credit card, which could work to one's advantage. Maybe apply this to a couch or a TV or a refrigerator if you can get a good deal. That's the key. These terms vary widely. Sometimes it's interest-free, sometimes it's 10 or 20 or even 30 percent. So you definitely need to be mindful of both the term and the interest. More on the buy now, pay later method for your holiday shopping is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. That reminds me that we we bought a lawnmower this year, Mm -hmm. and it was one of those, you, if you want it, you don't have to pay for it until 2026. I thought, 
Are we going to have this thing in 2026? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> How good is this lawnmower? <laughs> I, I don't, I really look at those very skeptically. Listen, I've been, it's a couple things. One, it's, if we don't have the money to pay for it, then don't buy I'm it. I'm not going to buy it. Like, exactly. That's kind of the rule of thumb. But the other is you look at these options, and oh, I've been saying it for years every time we talk to Jill. Like, how good can the economy be if I go to buy a $20 T-shirt and I'm asked if I want to pay for it over four payments, you oh. know, over the next year? Yeah. Like, that's not, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you used to finance a car. Now it's, you know, anything, shoelaces, right? Yeah. Uh, anything you could uh, ever imagine. Could be an option for. I, I mean, I could see it if you're buying like the the lawnmower, the, like some of these bigger, bigger gifts. Things. You can absolutely still, see it. I don't know. I still I've subscribed to the if you can't afford it, don't buy it. Yeah, um, I was just at the vending machine. Like, do you want a dollar thirty for this can of Pepsi now, or you know, twenty cents over the next uh, three weeks? <laughs> The exclusive WBN Some Weather Forecast for today calls for a cloudy sky. A little bit of light, wet snow will fall this morning, possibly mixed with a few raindrops. Temperatures will be into the upper 30s. We'll see another coating, maybe a scant inch or two of new snow, especially into the South Towns. For tonight, we'll keep things on the mostly cloudy side, the low temperature in the mid-30s. Look for a blend of clouds and sunshine for Friday. It will be milder, high temperature near 50. With your exclusive WBN 7 Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Joining us on the line, former United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams. Uh, Dr. Adams, thanks so much for being with us this morning. As we're talking about a new type of opioid, and you know, for a lot of people listening, they might think, oh, well, fentanyl, I guess that is kind of new. But no, we're talking about something that appears to be even more dangerous and that recently has popped up here in western New York, and that's carfentanil. What exactly. exactly are we talking about? Well, it's important to understand that the opioid epidemic continues to evolve. Uh, it started off as a prescription drug crisis, um, prescribing too many pills. We, we clamped down and people went to injection drugs like heroin. And uh, we're now at a point where we're seeing fentanyl in almost 100% of the uh, overdose tox- toxicology reports. But as you mentioned, um, we're now seeing, seeing car fentanyl. And so folks understand fentanyl is about 50 times more potent than heroin, and car fentanyl is about 50 times more potent than what fentanyl is. We actually use it to tranquilize animals, car fentanyl, like elephants. And so incredibly dangerous. People need to know about it, and they need to know that we uh, are really uh, calling on everyone to, to understand that we can re- reverse an opioid overdose um, with a medication called Opti, which is nasal nalmethine. Uh, you can squirt it up your nose, uh, uh, squirt it up the nose of someone who has overdosed and actually uh, resuscitate them. All right, but is this Opti available here in New York? So Opti is FDA approved. It was FDA approved earlier this year, and uh, it is available by prescription. And uh, one of the things that we are working on is trying to make sure it is added to the standing order from the lock zone. So people re- may remember when I was Surgeon General, I put out a, uh, an advisory calling on more people to carry naloxone, and all 50 states actually uh, made it available by standing order, which means you don't need a direct doctor's prescription for it. And naloxone is now over the counter. And I still would advise people to carry that or to, to, to understand how that works. It's a cousin to nasal nalmethine, but nasal nalmethine or Opti is actually designed to work uh, against fentanyl. And as I mentioned, fentanyl is uh, 50 times more potent um, and uh, 
And as the epidemic evolves, we just got to continue to evolve our game. So I hope that New York will add Opfi to their standing order. And I hope that your listeners will understand that they can save a life with opioid uh, uh, overdose reversal agents like naloxone and like uh, Opfi. You know, people are becoming more familiar with that naloxone. We've seen it in uh, communities all across western New York. Uh, are you telling us that with some of these newer opioids, so uh, is that uh, obsolete or in danger of becoming obsolete? Well, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the enemy, um, which is the overdose crisis, continues to evolve, and we need to evolve with it. And I don't by any means want to tell people that naloxone will not work, but I will tell you as a physician, and as someone who speaks to first responders, you hear lots of reports about them having to administer multiple doses of naloxone because uh, they're responding to a fentanyl crisis, and naloxone was not originally designed to respond to fentanyl. So the hope is that with Opti, we will be able to uh, actually more appropriately respond to the crisis du jour. Uh, we want to just make sure we've got all tools in our toolkit. You know, we've heard some horrible stories involving fentanyl with first responders, right, just being near it. Is it even more dangerous when you're talking about carfentanil? Well, it it absolutely is more dangerous. And and two things I want to hit really quickly. I actually am an anesthesiologist. I work with fentanyl um, at least once or twice a week when I'm in the operating room. It is not something where if you're being responsible around it as a first responder, you're going to get into trouble. Um, it's when they're investigating, um, you know, kind of drug dens where you're finding huge bags of this stuff uh, that can really get you into trouble really quickly. And that's where we absolutely want first responders to have access to something like Opfi or naval nalmaphene that is designed to respond to fentanyl. But overall, from the public standpoint, yes, they need to understand that this situation is getting more and more dangerous by the day. We passed a new record this year in 2023, 111,000 overdose deaths. And so, uh, again, it's all hands on deck, and we need to make sure we're putting this in places where people are likely to overdose, like concerts, like, uh, like dorm rooms. Uh, over 60% of the counterfeit pills that kids are using nowadays, that they're, they're getting them online, are testing positive for fentanyl. Uh, and we, we need to make sure we've got our fentanyl fighters out there, and OpV is a fentanyl fighter. More dangerous in part because it's no longer just popping up in opioids, right? Uh, Even people who are not using opioids are in danger of coming across fentanyl, which we've heard is uh, in drugs like cocaine. Well, absolutely. Again, uh, it's rare that you have someone who's overdosing on anything now where when they do the toxicology report, they don't find fentanyl in it. That's number one. But I mentioned something earlier I really want to drive home, especially someone who's a parent of kids. Many children, many kids, teenagers are going on the, on, online and buying counterfeit pills that they think are MDMA or Molly. They think they're Ritalin. They think they're, they're are, are, are these, these Vicodin and, and these drugs that are, safe, that are safer than fentanyl. But according to the Office of National Drug Control Policy, 60% of these counterfeit pills have fentanyl in them. So you're hearing horrible stories about college kids taking a pill and, and dying. And so we just need to make sure we're in a position to respond and that people are educated about the dangers that exist and what they can do to respond to those dangers. Dr. Adams, because we've had one overdose death in Erie County from carfentanil, should we expect then that it's, that was not an isolated incident and that it is here? Well, it's, it's everywhere. And that, that's ultimately my message to people is don't assume that it's not there. If you're someone who's actually using any kind of illicit uh, pill, 
assume that there's fentanyl or, or maybe even car fentanyl in it. Um, and just make sure if you're going to use, I don't, I don't want you to, but if you're going to use these products, make sure you've got an opioid overdose reversal agent around so that you can respond. I mean, I, I hate, I hate to, to say that, but that's the reality that we live in nowadays. And again, I don't want to see 2024 be another record-breaking year for people dying. Well, Dr. Adams, we really do appreciate the time this morning, and thanks for joining us. Dr. Jerome Adams is the former U.S. Surgeon General, uh, spreading the word about some of the dangers of these new opioids you see uh, kind of uh, all across, not just the U.S., but slowly popping up here in western New York. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.